0: It's the Harland Highway podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Woohoo! Okay, enough. Uh, welcome, everybody, to the podcast, the Harland Highway. I'm your host, Harland Williams. Uh, glad to have you here, as always. Love having you here. Not just glad, love. Uh, great show today. We are going to be uh, talking to a, a drug smuggler who's going to address uh, the proposed wall that Donald Trump is putting up. He's going to talk to us about how we get over, how they get over the wall, how drugs are smuggled, et cetera, et cetera, should be illuminating. Also, a crazy news story regarding an ingenious method of getting drugs over the wall. Wait, wait, do you hear this? It never ceases to, to amaze me how how ingenious people can be. Also, um, a uh, a few calls from uh, some of our pavement pounders. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some racially charged stuff. We're going to talk about some physical appearance stuff. Um, you know, stuff that that we like to deal with here on the show. Um, and uh, as I said, the crazy news story about uh, people finding new and different ways to get their products over the wall. So let's get over the hump. Let's have some fun. This is... The Harland Highway!
1: Sit down, strap in, and tighten your diaper. Come here, baby. You're about to go down the Harland Highway. No! I didn't bargain for this. Oh yes, you did. Chicka chicka choo, chicka chicka chow main baby. And the creature from outer space. Please don't stop. I got a mean ugly face. Magnificent performance. This is the Harlan Highway. I hate you. Well, that's the way it goes. <laughs> what do you say we get down to business? Uh-huh. The Harland Highway.
0: Crazy news story. That's weird. Wow, that's strange
1: stuff.
0: All right, let's let's start things off with a crazy news story, shall we? (laughs) Um, I don't know why I did that. Um, but this one, uh, this one is interesting, and this was inevitable. But uh, here's the headline: drug catapult found attached to Arizona-Mexico border fence. Ay, 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 ay. Let me let me play a little clip of this here to, to set the mood. All right, here we go. Listen to this.
1: A drug catapult used to project bundles of marijuana over a fence was found near the Arizona-Mexico border. According to officials, U.S. Customs and Border Protection were patrolling the area near the Douglas Port of Entry when they noticed people fleeing the fence as they approached. Once they did approach, two bundles of marijuana were found, each weighing twenty-three pounds. Also also found was the catapult system attached to the Mexico side, which was seized and dismantled by the U.S. Border Patrol. Federal authorities say smugglers are finding more and more unusual ways to get drug bundles across the border, from shooting them over with air-powered cannons to placing vehicle ramps next to border fences.
0: Right. So you know, you know, the, the, it's human ingenuity, gang. Um, it, you know, if we can put a man on the moon. I think there'll be multiple ways to get drugs over the fence or the wall or whatever ends up being erected on the border. As you all know, Donald Trump vows to put a a fence, a wall, a giant laser beam, an incineration device, a gamma ray, a giant bear trap, a moat filled with alligators. It doesn't matter what's there people will find a way through and under and over and beyond. And it—it's it, in a way, it's, it's kind of cool because it's remarkable how, uh, how humans are so resourceful and, and have so much ingenuity. To, they're, they're amazing solving, problem solvers. And uh, obviously a wall or a barrier will will slow down and impede the transportation and smuggling of said drugs. But to, uh, to think that it will eliminate it is foolhardy. Uh, I think it's a noble, a noble proposition. We should try to stop drugs and illegal things from entering the country, including people. That's why we have laws, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, whether it's drugs, people, animals ivory weapons uh, you name it. if it's illegal it's illegal. If it's not coming through the right way then it's coming through the wrong way. But um, it's it's kind of it's sad in a way too that that there are people that try to defy laws and try to break the law and try to make a living being corrupt, And in in being corrupt uh, and end up corrupting other people, let's not kid ourselves, there, there are some horrible, horrible consequences for illegal drugs coming over the wall. There are children and students and adults and all kinds of people that are affected and devastated. And for every... Every time you go out and have a fun time at a rave or get stoned watching The Simpsons or, you know, have a really cool night out with your buddies. Also know that there's some guy dying in an alleyway with a needle in his arm. There's some kid stoned out of his head driving his car off the bridge. There's there's an honor student who had a fruitful life ahead of him or her who got addicted when he or she took one hit of acid or, or one toot of coke or one drop of ecstasy just for recreational purposes at a party and loved the sensation so much that they were hooked. So, you know, as comedic as this is, it's also tragic. And, you know, I think for people who object to a wall, for people who object to, you know, the transportation of illegal drugs and smuggling, you know, I say let it be your son or daughter. How would you feel when your kid commits suicide because they can't escape the evil clutches of a drug addiction? Um, It's all fun and games. It's It's all great to stand up on your soapbox and... And uh, you know, be a be a uh, supporter or someone who who uh, doesn't see the harm in uh, the trade of illegal entities until it lands right in your lap. I mean, I think we've all watched that show, uh, you know, uh, Intervention. I don't know if you've ever seen this show on A and E. It's it follows people with drug addictions and it follows them to a point where uh, there's an intervention and they seek uh, get help and I'll tell you man this stuff rips individuals apart it destroys not only them but their families it's devastating and all of it starts off as a good time I don't think anyone takes drugs or puts a needle in their arm or smokes a joint going you know I uh, I really hope this leads to a slow spiral into painful, agonizing, torturous death. I don't think that's how they start. I think it starts with like, oh man, we're going to have the best time up at the cottage this weekend, brah. Oh, fucking right. Let's get high and go parasailing, bro. Cut to, you know, two and a half years later. I'm, 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 I'm in an alley. I'm shivering. I, I, I shit my pants. Health and Human Services took my baby. I'm, I'm living in an alley. I'm freezing. Somebody, I'll, I'll do anything. I'll suck you off for a for a hit. Please, someone, someone, give me some drug. You know, I mean, it's just... Ugh. But for the sake of, of this conversation, I, I think I'd rather... I've already... Uh, you know, peeled open the horror of drugs and the drug trade. And it's not to say that everyone who tries drugs goes down this path. I'm saying a percentage of people who start off with drugs end up in a living hell and often end up dying. I don't even want to look at the statistics of how many people have died in the last year from drug use. But going back to our story, let me read some of it here because I actually find some comedy in it. I mean, the idea that somebody, someone with the ingenuity to to create a catapult, going back to like Roman times, you know, the catapult was initially a a weapon used in medieval times in, in Rome, in England, all over the planet. It was a weapon that they used to launch rocks and projectiles and flaming rags covered with burning oil and i mean, I mean it was a, a lethal weapon it was like you know with without the aid of uh, air support and having uh, jet fighters in the air the catapult was kind of like the aerial bomb squad and uh, you know it. Basically, it, it's almost like the. It's based on the principle. You you pull down the arm. It's rat. It's ratcheted up with tension. You release it, and it shoots forward. And it it projects what's ever been sitting in the uh, in the holder, and shoots it for who knows how long. They do it nowadays. They have this thing called the pumpkin chunkin'. I don't know if you've seen it, but they. They use like these these catapults to throw pumpkins around out in the fields and in, in the Midwest. But here's the story. U.S. Border Patrol agents discovered a catapult used to throw bundles of marijuana over the, uh, the wall uh, while patrolling an area near the Douglas Port of Entry on February 10th. Agents saw several people quickly retreating from the fence as the agents approached, officials said. When agents arrived, they searched the area and located two bundles of marijuana weighing more than 47 pounds, as well as a catapult system attached to the Mexico side of the border fence. Mexican law enforcement officials responded to the area and seized the catapult system, which was dismantled by the U.S. Border Patrol. I mean, not only is this, this, like, ingenious and crazy, but... You know, catapults don't strike me as exactly the most precise form of transportation. I mean, when you fling something through the air that's almost 50 pounds, it's not like there's a guidance system. So you got you to gotta feel for people on the other side of the wall. I mean, you know, can you imagine, uh, you know, Betty Johnson and her kids in the minivan driving to uh, Whole Foods to pick up the groceries? la dee a giant bundle of weed hits the front window. Ah! Mommy, what was that? I'm scared. Oh, my God, children. Let me call the police. We were just hit by a giant bundle of weed. Cancel the police, children. How would you like to smoke your first reefer? Yes, Mommy, yes. I mean, imagine if you were walking. You're just uh, walking your dog. <laughs> Woman killed today by a flying bundle of weed I mean can you imagine just out of nowhere a, a, a bundle of weed flies out of the sky and hits you? What if what if this said bundle of weed landed in a farmer's field? And all the cows are like nah. Hey uh, Fred I don't believe in miracles much, but uh Did you just see, like, a bundle of hay fall from the sky? Uh, Uh, Yeah, you did, uh, Carl. I, I think maybe God is blessing us with some extra food. Yeah, let's get over there and eat, man. Yeah. All of a sudden you got stoned cows walking around? Hey man, oh fuck moo, no, bro, moo, hey, let me squirt some milk in your eye bro, psst, psst, psst. oh shit dude right in my eye, oh man let's have a milk fight, psst, psst, psst. I got the munchies dude, I'm thirsty too, I can't suck my own teat, but would you mind if I had a freaking milkshake, so I don't know man, pretty weird. And you got you got to figure humans man the, they will find a way they will catapult it they will air cannon it they will put it on a glider they will drone it over they will they will liquefy it and spray it over in a hose they will freeze it and you know they'll freeze the liquid THC and who knows what, what else is coming man And that's another reason why you kind of need these barriers, you know. It's like even if they do get some over, which they ultimately will, I think the barriers will at least inhibit and reduce and kind of dissuade people from going to all the effort. And I think the uh, Border Patrol will get wiser and wiser to these uh, things and uh, bing, bang, boom. So there you go, man. If you're out walking, if you're out, like, walking your dog or you're out driving the minivan, you know, watch out for flying bundles of weed, bro. Um, I might, you know, you might want to invest in, like, a pickup truck. So if you are driving around, it's, like, maybe a bundle lands right in the back of your pickup truck. And you can just go home and, like, have a party and a barbecue with your friends. What up, dudes? I got some skyweed, bro. Oh, righteous. Can I suck on your cow nipples? (laughs) All right. Well, speaking of this wall, I I think it's important that maybe, you know, we get a a honest and serious perspective on, on, you know, how effective this wall would be, how realistic it is, if it really will affect the drug cartel. Uh, Roger, Roger. I don't know where you get these guys, but Roger has found a guy who is willing to talk to us from the south of the border. Uh, we can't pinpoint his location. We can't use his real name. So, what what are we calling him? Mr. Smith. Okay, we're calling this gentleman Mr. Smith. He is a an actual uh, drug dealer. Uh, from Mexico, and uh, we are going to ask him directly about the effectiveness of a wall. Uh, hello, Mi- Mr. Smith. Are you there, sir? Hello. Y- yes, sir. Uh, Mr. Smith. Yes. Uh, ob- obviously, that's not your real name, sir. I understand uh, your your uh, your need to stay incognito.
1: Yes, that's absolutely right, Mr. Williams.
0: Okay. Um, well, can we talk about this wall situation? I mean, obviously, from uh, my producer uh, Rogers' research. You, without disclosing uh, your location or any other pertinent information, you are admittedly a drug smuggler uh, from south of the border in Mexico. We won't say exactly what part of the border you're on, but suffice it to say that you do have made a career out of uh, smuggling contraband uh, over the border.
1: Yes, Mr. Williams, that is true.
0: And well, what is your assessment of the the uh, proposition of this this wall?
1: Well, it's laughable, Mr. Williams. You know, <laughs> and I'm la- I don't know if you can hear me laughing.
0: <laughs> yeah, yes, we, we hear you laughing, uh, Mr. Smith.
1: You know, it, it's you do what you want. You know, build it 30 feet high, build it uh, 70 feet high, build it right to the uh, the moon if you want, Mr. Williams.
0: Well, are you saying that height? will not uh, restrict you from, from getting your product to the market, so to speak?
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, you can build a wall as big as you want, as long as you want, as high as you want. You know, we have so many different methods to get our contraband over the, the wall. It's almost
0: ridiculous. Well, can, can you give us some examples of, of how you can get drugs over the wall?
1: Well, you, we, we can throw a baby. Pardon me, sir? We can throw a baby. I mean, babies are light. The average infant uh, weighs about, you know, three to seven pounds. And, uh, you know, it's very easy to throw a baby, uh, you know, duct taped
0: with drugs all over its chubby little legs and on its forehead and on on its back. Are you you telling me you're going to throw babies with drugs duct taped to their bodies over the wall? Well,
1: you know, the, the thing about a baby, Mr. Williams, is they have legs. Now, if you, if you catapult something like you mentioned in your last story, the, uh, the, 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 the bundle has nowhere to go. It, it lands where it lands. But a baby, I mean, a baby's going to get hungry. A baby's going to uh, want some comfort, some warmth, some food. So a baby will get up and wander around. And basically, we have a wandering bundle of cocaine, a wandering bundle of crystal meth, what have you.
0: Sir, that is that is uh, sinister.
1: Yeah, well, I'm gonna make a living. I mean, what do you do for a living, Mr. Williams?
0: Well, I I do a podcast, sir.
1: <laughs> Did you hear me laughing again? <laughs> is that what you call this thing?
0: Look, I don't need to be insulted, sir. I I we contacted you to have a a, a fair and 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 real conversation about this this serious problem. <laughs>
1: Oh, my God, a podcast. Maybe you you get in the drug trade, Mr. Williams, I'm sure it's a lot more lucrative, you know? Look, sir, can we just stay on topic? Sure. I mean, you know, this is a walk in the park for someone like me, Mr. Smith, and other people in my field. I mean, do you, do you think you're going to stop the flow of drugs by putting erecting a wall?
0: Well, like I said, at least it's a deterrent.
1: Have you ever heard of a ghost, Mr. Williams?
0: What do you mean a ghost?
1: Like a spirit from the 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 netherworld? Uh, Okay, yes. Okay, all we have to do is dig up some bodies. We give the drugs to the ghost. The ghost can pass right through a wall, no problem. I mean, it's. I mean, what are you people, stupid? What? What? A ghost? That's right, Mr. Williams. Have you ever seen Casper the Friendly Ghost or Poltergeist or, I mean, these these spirits that they can pass right through a wall, a building? It doesn't matter.
0: You're telling me you're going to give drugs to ghosts?
1: Why not? There's
0: a lot of dead people. They
1: need work. They need lives. They need things to do. I mean... How would you want to just lay in a grave all day? Why not, uh, you know, do something productive, uh, make a little money? You know, you, you get to, we hand you uh, some drugs, we tape some drugs to you, you walk it through the wall, bing, bang, boom, everyone wins. Sir, yeah. are you?
0: Come on.
1: We also have other ways. I mean, there's worms.
0: What do you mean, worms?
1: Well, Mr. Williams, where do worms live? They live in the ground. Okay, so what do we do? We dig up the worms, we fill them full of heroin, right? We get the needles, we pump the dew worms full of heroin, we put them back in the ground, they crawl under the fence, nobody's the wiser.
0: You're gonna you're gonna pump up worms with heroin?
1: Why not? I mean, you know, it's, a, it's a, like a free drug mule.
0: Come on, Mr. Smith.
1: And I'm sure you know about birds, Mr. Williams yes well you remember during the war in germany in england in the united states of america how did they uh message each other what was one of the most common methods that the spies used
0: to try to you know communicate with one another are you are you referring to the passenger pigeon uh hello mr williams that's right We can
1: easily attach, uh, you know, five or six packages of cocaine, fine, pure cocaine, uh, black heroin, hashish, or whatever you want to just tie it to a pigeon. Or how about a blue heron? I mean, those fucking things are huge.
0: Okay, you're not gonna t- tie drugs to a blue heron
1: have you ever seen a bald eagle that's america's bird that fucker could probably carry a whole bundle they got these great big yellow claws holy fuck
0: they could carry a refrigerator full of heroin you're not gonna use birds
1: oh yeah you want to fucking stop me i mean have you ever seen a flock of fucking uh, starlings Or a flock of crows. I mean, sometimes there's 10, 20, 50, 100,000, Mr. Williams.
0: Well, that's true. I have seen giant flocks of birds.
1: Well, these fucking flockers will take all the drugs we want over the border. Who's going to stop them? What, are you going to make birds illegal?
0: You, You know, you actually have a bit of a point there. I never thought about that. And then we also have dandruff. What do you mean, dandruff?
1: Well, dandruff floats through the air. If we soak the dandruff in THC or crystal meth, the dandruff, you know, we get old people standing at the border. They got flaky skin. They got psoriasis. They got eczema. You know, we just scrape their skin. We get some fans. We blow their, their THC, their drug-saturated skin flakes over the
0: wall. Lo- okay, you know what? Now you're just reaching.
1: I'd like to reach over there and pull your pants down and slap you right in the balls, Mr. Williams.
0: All right, hang up on this idiot.
1: I'm gonna slap your balls.
0: Hello? Hello? Hey, Arland, it's Ethan. I was just giving you a call because I was on the train today and saw a guy without a chin and, uh, you know, thought about you. Anyway, sweet and sour chicken, baby. Oh, yeah, I still, nothing's changed. I still have no chin. I'm glad you thought of me. God, Isn't that nice that nice? That, that when people see a guy with no chin, they think of me. Oh, God. Why, Lord? Why? Why me? I mean, come on, no respect, all right? But it's true. I mean, when I see a guy with no chin, I think of me, okay? Um, that's just the way I would, des- was designed and I got, I got to live with it. I got no chin. Um, let's see what else we got out there. Thanks for the call, man. Ethan, no chin. Let's see what else we got.
1: Arlen, What's up? This is Frank from Chicago. First time caller, long time listener. Uh, just catching up on your podcast. Uh,
0: you're on the Samuel of episode, uh, January 16th. You're talking about the SARS masks and all of that and being, hyper offended that you thought that they were not wanting to breathe in your mess. Um, it's quite the contrary. Um, I've been in the field for a while. Um, they actually, when they get sick, uh, the Asians, that is, if it is, that doesn't sound too racist. Uh, they like to keep it to themselves. So they're actually trying to do you a favor by not spreading their sickness to you. Uh, love your podcast.
1: Uh, talk to you again.
0: Right on, Frank from Chicago. Thanks for the update, man. Yeah, I talked about, and this just happened to me like the other day, too. I was at an airport, and once again, an Asian person with like a mask on their face. And I did a whole segment recently about how I was offended that, that you know, they, they didn't want to share our air or that they were they knew something we didn't. But uh, it sounds like, and it's you said you're in the field. I'm not sure I understand what field you're in, if you're in the, the, the SARS mask field or you're in the health industry, or but it sounds like somehow you're, uh, you're in tune with why they wear it. And culturally, I guess that's kind of good to know. If, if they're wearing the mask to prevent others from receiving their virus or their sickness or whatever they've got going on, that's actually very courteous and very polite. I'm not a hundred percent sure I believe that, but you know what? I'll take your word for it. I hope that's accurate. but uh, you know that makes me feel better. So I thank you for that. But what one thing in your call that that did worry me a little bit was this. I'm gonna play it for you. Um, they actually when they get sick, uh, the Asians that is, if it is that doesn't sound too racist. Uh... No, no, it doesn't sound too racist. They're Asians. They're Asian people, they're Asian human beings. We were talking about Asians. If we were talking about white people, I would expect you to reference them as white people. If you were talking about Mexican people, I'd expect you to say Mexican. See, here's the issue with our politically correct. and I'm not I'm not jumping down your face here. Um, Frank. this This is more a commentary about all of our society, especially here in America, North America. It just, it, 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 it's, it troubles me that you felt like you had to make a disclaimer simply because you said the word Asian, and yet you were talking about Asians. The conversation was about, what, what else could you refer to them as? Um, the, the people with the, um, with the masks who traditionally have very black hair and they live over on the other side of the world, Uh, In in Asia, Um, I don't want to say what they are, but dudes, ladies, gentlemen, we've become so programmed to be afraid and be labeled racist and that you can't even call things what they are anymore. Oh, that scares me. It drives me nuts. So, Frank, please don't apologize. You didn't do anything. It doesn't sound racist, man. We've got to stop this, but this is, this is the, the, the phobia that the media and society has perpetuated on the rest of us, where even the name or the wording of another culture makes us feel guilty to even utter the words. Someday we're, we're going to feel guilty to say the word African-American or Latino or Caucasian. Or Asian. It's just, it's it's so awful. So I want everyone to work on that. Stop apologizing. Stop letting these people that want you to feel racist make you feel racist. Unless I hear you use a slanderous word like the N-word or the wetback word or the honky word or the the uh, the C word when referencing the Asians, that stuff is wrong, inappropriate, racist, and uh, hurtful and mean. to To reference a person from a certain race that is actually of that certain race is totally fine and acceptable. Let's stop feeling guilty, paranoid, and all the rest of it. And And I, I wish the media, and all these people that don't want labels or titles or uh, identifying marks or anything to be used. I mean, what do we do? Just become like Prince? Remember when Prince used a symbol? He went to a symbol where you, you didn't say his name. It was just you had to use it. No one knew what to call Prince, the musician. He used He used for a while he was a symbol and no one knew what to do. Is that what we want to be? So you can't. You can't identify anyone verbally? Come on, knock it off. And again, Frank, I'm not mad at you. I'm mad that society has driven us to a state where people like you have had to defend themselves and 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 use a disclaimer when it's clearly not needed. <laughs> God. So my, my little advice to you is, is to stop filtering yourself. And everyone else stop filtering themselves from using totally legitimate language. Good lord. Frank, you silly honky? Whoops. I didn't mean that. I didn't mean that. For all I know, you could be Asian. You Asian, Frank? No, no, no. You you Mexican. Oh, no, forget it. So whatever you do, just everyone peace and love and harmony in your heart. We don't use bad Horrible, hurtful, stereotypical, slanderous titles. If you're calling someone what they are, it's perfectly fine, okay? Oh, and I'll leave it there with my moral lesson, my my ethical, societal tirade. But it really does get under my craw. Thank you for your calls, you guys. Please keep them coming. And, uh... You know, am I going to be offended that I was called chinless? No, it made me laugh. I love it. I call myself chinless. You know why? Because I am chinless. I, I'm a honky, white, honky, chinless honky. Honk. Anyways, if you want to leave me a message, I love hearing from you. 323 739 4330. 323 739 Okay? And you can talk about whatever you want. I don't mind one bit. Um, also, if you want to write me, if you don't have the courage to leave a voicemail. And by the way, it's just a voicemail. You don't have to talk to anyone real. You have about two minutes. The voicemail is about two minutes long, so don't go on too long. You'll get cut off. Um, or you can write me at harlanwilliams.com. That is my, uh, my website uh you can also go into our store there and buy some fun merchandise you can look around look at our look at our music page you'll uh, be able to see videos from uh the cousins uh me and my cousin kevin Hearn are putting out a new album you can actually listen to our our title song at the website if you go on the cousins page and you can listen you can sample rattlesnake love which is also the name of our new album Love to get your feedback on what you think of the song Rattlesnake Love at harlowwilliams.com on the music link. Um, You can also, uh, you know, browse around. I put a new page up about a lot of people don't know that I do a lot of cartoon voice work. I put a new page on the website called Voices. If you want to go to that link, you can kind of look at my history and look at... You might be surprised to see some of the, the cartoon voices I've done in animated movies and TV shows over the years. Uh, it's been really fun. Got some new projects coming out that I've got up there you can look at. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff up there, gang. So take a look at harlowwilliams.com. And uh, if you go on the comedy link, the stand-up tour link, you'll see that tonight... I start in Spokane, Washington. Oh, yes, my first time doing stand-up in Spokane. I'll be tonight, February 16th through Saturday the 18th. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. You can buy your tickets right on my website at harlowwilliams.com. And then uh, a few weeks later, March. Oh, one of my favorite cities in the country, Phoenix, Arizona. I just love it. March 2nd to March 4th. Uh, I will be at uh, Stand Up Live. Stand Up Live right downtown Phoenix. Fantastic. Beautiful club. Please come out. Get your tickets online at harlandwilliams.com. And then uh, later on in April, I'll be in Erie, Pennsylvania. Going to be over in Virginia Beach. Some really good stuff coming up. So uh, check it out. Also, don't forget to get our free app. You can get that by going into your app store on your cell phone. Just type in the Harland Highway podcast, and boom, you can download it for free, listen to the show wherever you may be. Uh, and for 20 bucks a month, you can get the whole back catalog, over 850 episodes just about of the podcast from the very inception, conception, the first episode all the way up to today's episode it's a great deal for 20 bucks a year, plus bonus interviews, bonus stand-up comedy bits, bonus, you know, all kinds of stuff that I put up there from time to time. So I hope you get that for 20 bucks a year. Uh, I appreciate everyone who is a premium member. Thank you for joining up. We'll have some new content up for for you on there very, very soon. I promise. Uh, So that's it for today. Thank you for being here, everybody. You guys rock my world. Uh, And until next time, as I always say, chicken chow mein, baby. I'd like to reach over
1: there and pull your pants down and slap you right in the balls, Mr. Williams.